0: Hello and welcome to the Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie, I'm Miranda, and we're your hosts. Let's, Let's get, get into it. it. All right, today we're going to be talking a bit about memoir about the idea of like turning your personal experiences into publishable work. And we have Awen Don with us calling in from London. Welcome. Hello. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into our topic? How did you come to be where you're
1: at in your writing journey? That's a that's a very big question, right? How do any of us get here? I mean, I could start with the first time I picked up a pencil, but I think I'll fast forward a little bit for the sake of time. So my first book, <laughs> Paganism for Prisoners, was was a labor of love. I actually got introduced to a woman who worked at Llewellyn and she loved the idea and she advocated for it. And yeah. um, I'd actually been doing some writing before that. I was doing freelance articles for people, a lot of blog posts, that kind of thing, ghost writing articles, stuff like that. So I had that kind of experience, but this was my first time tackling uh, a full-size book. And uh, once I did one, I was like, oh, wow, I can, I can do that. I can do that again. And so that led to a second book and the third one I'm working on and my first fiction book that I'm working on. So...
2: Sounds like it was quite the ride. Yeah, it,
0: it's been an adventure. Always fun. I like what you said about having someone at the publisher who advocated for you. I think that's pretty important if you're going to go a, any kind of traditional publishing route.
2: I think that leads nicely into today's topic. Um, what is, because you were talking about all the different things that you published. So real quick for our reader, or listeners, excuse me, and your readers as well. What is the difference between memoir and an autobiography?
1: Oh, well. Autobiographies for famous people. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that's really one of the biggest differences. Um, one of the other differences is an autobiography tends to be more A to Z, like I was born and then this happened and through my life and then I went to college and then this thing happened, where a memoir tends to focus on something specific, like, oh, I climbed Mount Everest and that's what my memoir is mm. going to be about. So you don't need all that, you know, I was born and I learned to walk. You just, you can just, get to the point of Everest. And so that's kind of the the two biggest differences between memoir and autobiography. But there are some differences with, with how you approach them. Like I think memoir, because you're focusing on this specific space, this specific time, you can get a little bit more creative with it. You can um, it it still has to be factual, but you can use like more imagery. You can, there's this ability to be poetic with it in a way that like autobiographies, people kind of just want the facts. They kind of just want A and B and C. And in a memoir, you can kind of veer off a little bit and put tangents. And um, they're both great art forms, but um, memoir tends to be, <sighs> it tends to be more poetic, more dreamlike in a sense
0: i think the big important part like you were talking about is that memoir should follow a specific aspect of your life where autobiography is the whole thing i mean i think you could get flowery in your autobiography if you want but uh you're gonna be more limited in space because you got a lot of things to cover i guess exactly you're young but anyway um but it's a yeah it depends you could really
1: focus on when you're six in your autobiography if that is a big point Yeah. yeah And it's true. You can get uh, flowery in an autobiography because of the format. You know, there's going to be certain restrictions that like you brought up, if you're trying to fill 80,000 words with everything that's happened in your life versus 80,000 words with you climbing Mount Everest, there's a lot more space to get creative and to play around.
0: And I think an important part of that is um, a memoir can and should have a plot arc. Like it should have a Uh, a beginning middle end I mean an autobiography has a beginning middle end and stuff too but but it's not going to be so focused on
2: well the point of an autobiography is the author's life whereas with memoir having a specific story that's where like the plot aspect comes in is because it needs to follow a more traditional story structure yeah. versus just the born they lived they
0: the died. beats right the beats that we talk about in fiction um if you're whatever structure you're gonna follow that we've talked about in previous episodes but like you can do that and you should do that in memoir you might not it, your life might probably won't follow the beats that you need for a uh, reader interest in that sense but,
1: and it kind of depends like people are getting more experimental with memoir too mm. so like the the one i'm working on um Right now, my work of fiction originally was going to be a memoir, but there there's blank spots. So I was like, well, I'll do I'll do fiction because fiction allows you to just fill in that the holes with whatever needs to be there. And but there were aspects, even when it was a memoir, when I considered, you know, um one character starting you know at a certain point moving forward and then another character and starting at the end and moving backwards and kind of having them meet in the middle so we we are able to move beyond the the what's seen as the traditional structure and I think a lot of a lot of fun comes with that like one of my one of the books that really kind of changed how I viewed you know um fiction even though it's not memoir is grief is the thing with feathers like i don't know if you've read that book hmm. but it's um it, it it's poetry and it's and it's it's a little book it's it's a quick read but it's so good and it really kind of made me challenge, like what I could do with certain ideas and in it, it's um, a crow is turned into grief. And so, you know, there's all these elements with like feathers and it, it almost doesn't read like a novel at all. It's like that perfect mix between poetry and novel or novella in its case.
2: How do you find an audience for memoir
0: or how do you how do you def- decide what your audience is? Is that kind of what you were going for?
2: Kind of. Yeah. Like, how do you, so do you find an audience and then cater your memoir to that audience? Or do you write the memoir and then try to find your audience? I I think you always have to write the book how it is, how it's supposed
1: Mm. to be. Like, if you do a good job and and you express what you're trying to express, there will be an audience. Now, maybe it's going to be, you know, two people or 2000 people or 2 million people, but that's, you don't really have any control over that. Like the, mm. the best thing to do as an author is write the story that needs to be told. And that goes for any genre, you know, write the story that needs to be told. If you have a good editor, they'll help you tighten it up in places. And that, you know, they'll listen when you're like, oh, I really can't get rid of this part because of this, you know, and, and they'll listen and they'll help you tighten it. But like the, the story is going to be what the story is. Um, and, and memoirs a little different, you know, because you are writing, you know, something that comes from you that that's personal um, that you've been through. Although memoirs can be third person. Well, that they can be written in a more third person like um, um, kind of context. But no, it always comes down to the book should be what the book should be. The audience will come, you know, and if it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't but you can't even if you were like okay I want my audience to be people of th- this age group and this ethnicity and that you can't guarantee that what you write is going to fit those people so write what you gotta write
2: yeah fair enough. maybe
0: maybe part of it is changing your your perspective as well um you might have unrealistic expectations of who's going to be interested in in what you have to write but yeah write what's what you have and then sort of figure out Um, And you can edit, right? You can edit things to fit an audience more, but. Oh, yeah. Well, and you can't
1: edit a blank page. So write the story. Yeah. And it's uh, Definitely. I'm glad you mentioned that, because with my first book, like as a new author, I thought Paganism for, I thought everybody was going to have a copy on their shelf. <laughs> and, you know, like and it, it's very niche. And so now I have like realistic expectations about that. So the way I just dis- define success has changed for me. It's no longer like, oh, I sold a billion copies and that's <laughs> what success means, you know success now comes from, you know, the person writing me the fan letter saying that my book has helped them change like that, that's success. And that's how I define it. And so, you know, along those lines, your, your audience and who you think your market is, is going to change too.
2: Definitely. And, and here's a, here's a question. How big, how big is the traditional publishing market for things like memoir and autobiographies, if you're not super famous? Because I, I assume, well, I know like Michelle Obama's memoir has been huge. Mm-hmm. Memoir, autobiography. Probably a
0: memoir. Most people don't write. I don't know autobiographies these days. I don't. But I, don't, I
2: don't quite. I I don't quite remember, but I know that's been really huge and relevant and pertinent in catering to a specific audience. But is there for again non super famous people? Is there a huge market for autobiography and memoir? Because my gut instinct would be to say no, but I don't know how much of that is just my bias. Of that is not particularly a genre that I frequently dive into.
1: Well, you have to remember, um, you know, a lot of the great stories through the years that have started off as memoir that have that have later become, you know, movies or, or bigger books or you know had second editions. That there's absolutely a market. If if you're expecting like Stephen King numbers off a of memoir. That's probably a little unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. But like a, a mm-hmm. lot of people love the stories of um, endurance. And so it really kind of depends on what your autobiography is about. And that's going to define Fair. how marketable it is. Like yeah. um, if, if your book is about, you know, like right now, if you wrote a book about surviving COVID, probably (laughs) not going to be that big of a hit. Like, no, nobody wants to read that book right now, you know? And and so we see these shifts in the, in the market. And so like, um, there'll be times when happier memoirs, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, this, this is the experience I learned and real motivational. And then there'll be other times when it's the darker memoirs that, that sell. And it like, nobody has a perfect way of predicting what's going to sell and what's not, but there is absolutely a market for memoir. Cause I think like we're curious about other people's lives. And, and it's still that escape. It's still that, oh, this is how other people live. And so absolutely there's still a market for memoir.
2: Well, and as and as you said that, I am starting to think of like more and more movies mm-hmm. that I have seen that were based on someone's memoir. Like I think American Sniper and like 127 hours and the the thing that both of those have in common, and this is I think key for
0: publishing memoir, is you have to have something unique, something something, or something niche at least, right? Like like you were you were saying, your book is a little bit niche, Owen, and yeah, American Sniper. That's a very specific. Like not a lot of people have had that that experience now. You, and your example of no one wants a COVID memoir right now. Well, that's because we all lived it, right? Like right. everyone lived it a slightly different way, and maybe you have a very unique way of living it, and you can write that memoir. Um, but I if you're not famous, then you need to have something, some specific uh, thing that happened to you or thing that you're doing. A hook. You need yeah, hook. a hook. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and that hook can come in a lot of ways, you know. But see, I'm a firm believer that if you if you write it in the correct way, you can make the story of Joe Everyman who goes to work entertaining. You know? That's true. Like it's a little more challenging, you know, it's it's more work for the author, you know it's um, I, and I think that's why a lot of authors, like they kind of get into um a, a genre and, and they stay there because, like you can really develop that that really good skill set. And with a memoir, you know, that's a you're probably not going to publish six memoirs, <laughs> you yeah, know? That's the point. Yeah. You, you might get to, you know, if you've had a really interesting life, you know, but memoirs are kind of, you know, here's my memoir and here's this thing I created. And then yeah. there'll usually be other works that surround
2: that. So, yeah. Yeah. Or, or I'm trying to think if it's suitably dramatic, because yeah. most people have some kind of Family trauma, and I don't remember if if someone looks up this book and fig, and it's not a memoir. I'm sorry, but I just I saw a title on a bookshelf once, and it was called "Mother and Other Liars," <laughs> and I was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's a whoa, great that's, title. <sighs> That that is quite the title. Like I I almost picked it up, but I don't remember why I didn't. So, but something if you can make it suitably dramatic, you can still draw people in as well, even if it's. You know even if it's something i'm not gonna say as common as family drama but like as you know something that usually people do have yeah. somewhere in their family tree like but yeah. it's important
1: like if you like if as a writer i'm bored with what i'm writing my readers are going to mm. be bored so like if it's entertaining to you and you're like oh man this is really how did i do that wow you know and if you can get that to relate to the page like you have a little bit more flexibility because, like you said, with the American Sniper example, not everybody's had that experience. Is there room in the market for another book, like kind of similar to that? Probably. You know, mm-hmm. is there room for 12,000 other books like that? Yes. Probably not, mm-hmm. you know. And but, yeah. but the it, it could change, you know, like. Tomorrow, that could be somebody could do a TikTok about, you know, that book and everybody wants books like that. And then all of a sudden there's not enough in the market. And, you know, these things are very unpredictable, you know, yeah. so it it mm-hmm. comes back to that initial point. Like I when I write, I want to entertain myself.
0: I would say there's certainly a great deal of luck in publishing success. And I like what you said earlier about changing what your definition of success was, because you can't control how many people are gonna buy your book? You can't control if it'll come out at just the wrong time because a pandemic will happen or something. Like I think there were plenty of books that got sort of uh <laughs> yeah. sidelined.
1: Yeah, because well well, it was 2020 and 2021. Like mm-hmm. books about the end of the world weren't really <laughs> no on really shelves. The yeah. Especially ones about diseases causing
2: pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they were very popular in twenty twelve yeah. yes mm-hmm. exactly with... <laughs> yeah when
0: I wanted to say one right <laughs> I wanted to say one thing, and this is something I've sort of uh maybe it's a bit of a hobby horse of mine, but it is also okay to write a memoir that you don't intend to publish widely, like I think sometimes people feel like they have if they're gonna write, they have to have plans to publish it, but you can write a memoir that you're writing for your friends and family to read, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I think that is a great place to be yeah
1: and it's um and and along that same line like somebody told me once like your first draft can be garbage like you can write the worst first draft of your book anybody has ever seen that's why we have second drafts and third drafts (laughs) and fourth like that that's when your story gets to be good and yeah like um there's you know there's people who write professionally there's you know most people who write professionally also have second jobs um <laughs> you know things that they do in addition um you know and then there, there's people who you know write because they have something that they have to get out and and like you said it doesn't ever have to be published it doesn't ever have to be seen and i i wouldn't ever want somebody to be like you know i have you know, I mix up words. So why even bother writing? Like, no, still write your story, you know, have realistic expectations. Like if, if, if you don't have strong grammar skills and you want to become a a traditionally published author, that's something you're going to have to put a lot of work and effort to overcome. It, it, it's just realistic but that doesn't mean that that you shouldn't write that you shouldn't try yes
2: like you can always improve always yeah and then and writing for therapy reasons isn't yeah. bad either Yeah, no. like what whatever helps you get through it but that that does lead me nicely into our next question is how exactly does someone take their life experience and turn it into something that can be condensed onto a page like is there is there any particular technique is there stuff that you, like cut out like because automatically coming to mind here at Writing Heights we recently did a crime panel and we were talking about how long the judicial process (laughs) actually is Mm -hmm. and how that it out of necessity has to be truncated Um, and so when writing about your life experience how do you choose to, to shorten that? What do you show? What are you allowed to, I hesitate to use the word get away with, <laughs> um, but how true do you have to be to life versus balancing the narrative of a memoir? You know, that that's a really good question. And um,
1: when I write, I just kind of let stuff fall out of me. <laughs> like, I, you know, sometimes I go back and read it and I'm like, oh, wow, that wow, is that did I really write that? Um, so I'll have, you know, very little memory of it. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to claim that. And <laughs> other times I'm like, oh, that's really good. I'm going to keep that. But um, yeah, like with that first draft, I just I I I do little notes like while well, I go through and I'll be writing a scene and I'm like, I'll put a note at the bottom like this should go in. And like sometimes that fits and sometimes it doesn't. It's this constant you know understand like what what am I trying to achieve Mm -hmm. do I just think somebody would think my life would be really cool and that's why I'm writing this or is there a moral to the story and that really kind of forms the foundation around everything else like the um the fiction book I, I talked about that I that I'm working on that started as a memoir you know there's pieces that are very personal and so I have to decide If, you know, even though it's presented as fiction, there's going to be parts that people are going to wonder if they're true. And am I okay with the questions that are going to follow up? And personally I am, um, you know, I'm, but not everybody is. And so that's something you kind of have to decide, like once it's in print, it's forever, (laughs) you know, and and I know that's scary. I, I know there's some people out there like, oh man, like, I don't, I can't even deal with that, um, you know, and so decide your story. Like, do you want somebody to be inspired by your story? If so, think about that when you're writing your scenes. Like, are they going to be inspired by the fact that you went to prison and you had a hot dog on your first day? Is that necessary? <laughs> does it add to the ambience? Like, you know, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. And it's each piece. And, and that's really the hard part because like, you know, get it all down on paper. Yeah. Every single thing you think you want to say and then cut
0: yeah that's what I was gonna
1: yeah And you cut and you cut does this fit my (laughs) narrative cut is this confusing cut oh I really like this scene cut you know and and um, that's why they say kill your darlings like you, you have to kind of be ruthless sometimes like I really like this paragraph but it doesn't make sense in my scene so it's gone yeah. And and you know it's it's a little tempting when you're writing memoirs to take it very personal to be like oh no this is this is part of me you know that's how that's how we writers feel like this is part of us you know but at, at some point you're gonna understand that like these are the words on the pages and I'm still me
2: mm-hmm.
0: and if it makes you feel better and actually even if it doesn't whatever you're cutting put somewhere else don't don't just straight oh, yeah. up, delete it save it you might it might fit somewhere perfectly later yeah. Yes,
2: well, one thing I know that I ran into is I tried writing a couple of shorter memoir pieces for like uh, um, anthologies, and I had my mom read over one of them as just kind of like first round, you know, grammar check. And, oh, man, she was just like, that's not how it happened. Like, what do you mean? She's like, we weren't in the living room. We were in the dining room. Mm. And I'm like, yes, but then the very next second, we're, like, heading outside, and the living room was closer to the door. Like, (laughs) And so I guess how, like, to her, it was very, very important, those little details. I thought they were less important. How important is stuff like that to be absolutely true to life? And. I guess, how far can you take liberties with your own material? So like,
1: you have to remember that the memory is never 100% reliable anyway. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, so, true, um, true. <laughs> and when you're writing memoir, there is an obligation that, that there is truth to it, that you're right. not just making stuff up. However, with that being said, like, is somebody gonna be like, hey, no, I remember the year 1987 <laughs> and you were wearing green shoes and you said you were wearing blue probably not going (laughs) to care as much now if if you Mm -hmm. do things like you're like and then i ran for you know president of the united states (laughs) that's a bit more cut and dry you know so like do try to make it as factual as you can and then like if you accidentally say you have green shoes or like it fits the scene you know you're not saying you were in a different house or a different state or you know Um, you were skydiving while it happened you know it 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 fits the narrative for the door to be closer so it's fine you know um at least in my opinion and like like dialogue you know that's another tricky one because like are you gonna write like all the uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) no uh I think so hmm let me think no you're not gonna write all that stuff you know you're gonna you're gonna truncate that down you're gonna um and then you know she told me to go outside and mow the lawn, or you know, whatever it is, and, and so that's still factual so there's no definitive answer, but you should try to be
2: as truthful as you can, yes. Especially when it comes to things like I don't talk like that, I'm like, ooh, do we have this argument or <laughs> or do I just change it? No. Don't have the argument. Tell, <laughs> tell
1: your family like, oh no, I don't know when the book is coming out.
0: No, that's weird. I know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> you didn't get the copy I sent you. It's one reason for
2: pen names, right? Hey, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, we are all out of time for today. Thank you for joining absolutely. us. Ellen. Yeah, this was a fun conversation, and I Thank think. You definitely at least helped me yes (laughs) we'll put links to your books
0: in the in the description all right oh yeah absolutely um and we just do like to end with a question for our listeners and i was just thinking um something of if you had to pick one story from your life to memoirize i just turned that into a word
1: but i'm
2: totally what would it be share it
0: with us share cool life stories that you could turn into a memoir with us and our socials uh
2: stay sharp friends thank you We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writing Forge, a Writing Heights podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.